Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening. We've got a lot to get to today as it's time for SMU's 2023 season to kick off. Finally, 11 a.m. Saturday inside Ford Stadium against the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. Jumping right in, joining me now. On the On the Pony Express podcast, Ben Carlisle covers the Bulldogs for uh, BleedTechBlue.com. Ben, we've chatted already a couple times this week. Thanks for joining the show. Absolutely, Billy. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Looking forward to a fun matchup Saturday afternoon over in Dallas between Louisiana Tech and SMU. Louisiana Tech is one of those few schools that has already played a game uh, beating FIU on Saturday. What were your takeaways from that game uh, as you walked away from your first look at the 2023 Bulldogs? Yeah, you know, this is a program, you know, Louisiana Tech going back to the Skip Holtz era, went, went to a bowl game every year uh, from 2014 through 2020. Uh, you know, you look at Tech's, the, the era that Tech has been in Division One, it, it was probably as bright as it's been. But last couple of years, you go three and nine in twenty twenty one. Skip Holtz is obviously removed from his post. Sonny Cumbie enters it as the new head coach last year. Uh, they go three and nine in year one, and so I, I think a lot of fans were excited, you know, to get the season underway. Uh, Hank Bachmeyer stole a lot of the offseason storylines being brought in from Boise State, and so. I uh, got a chance to see the team Saturday night in week zero against FIU. Obviously, a conference game starting out. And, 
Uh, you know, it was a slow start. FIU jumped out to a 14 to nothing start. I think they had 109 yards of total offense in that first quarter. Uh, and then the remainder of the game, I think that really the story of the game was defensively uh, over the final three quarters, 33 plays. They only allow 73 total yards. Uh, I think FIU only had four passing yards for the entirety of the game. And Coach Cumbie talked a little bit earlier this week about how that's probably an anomaly. You know, you, you know that you've improved defensively, but you're never really going to hold an opponent to four yards passing. But they were happy with the performance defensively. Hank Bachmeyer got out of the gates a little bit slow, and it was his 30th career start, but he hadn't played a football game uh, since back in October for Boise State a season ago. Uh, he starts two of six, had an early interception, and then from that point on, he, he was 34 of his last 44, uh, uh, 34, 32 of his last 38, excuse me, finishes 34 of 44, 333 yards, had a touchdown, had an interception. Uh, and, and like I mentioned to you a little bit off the air earlier, uh, Tech moved the football really well between the 30s. They, they struggled to score points. They missed a couple of field goals. They had some turnovers in plus territory. So uh, I think when you look ahead to this week against SMU, uh, they're looking to kind of get things clicking at a more efficient rate offensively. But all in all, it was the first game of the year. Uh, you wonder, uh, you know, some of it has to do with the opponent. Obviously, FIU is not very good. So you, you kind of question that a little bit. Uh, even following a win, but th they hope that they can continue building on this win. Uh, and I know it did a lot for that locker room to win in the manner that they did. Smoke Harris really stole the show, uh, watching it back for me. 11 targets, 11 receptions, 155 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he also uh, is a return guy back there for, for Louisiana Tech. Did you see this continued development from him coming? Is this exactly kind of what the doctor ordered from Louisiana Tech side in terms of involving him? Yeah, I think it is what the doctor ordered. You know, he's been a player, um, you know, throughout his career. He's a smaller receiver, 5'6", 180, 185 pounds. He's always had uh, that ability to make guys miss in space, uh, but he's never really fully taken off. And, and, you know, you look at that game against FIU, 11 catches, 155 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he had the one big one that went for 64 yards. I thought it was the best performance of his Tech career by far. And uh, from Tech's perspective, you know, they're hoping that they, you know, I don't know if you're going to get 11 for 155 every week, but they're hoping that he can continue to take steps forward and become a legitimate number one th threat at receiver, uh, especially early in the year as they look to try to identify, you know, outside of him uh, who are going to be the playmakers at the wide receiver position. Uh, I, I covered Charvis Thornton uh, when he was in high school coming out of uh, Southern Lab. What did you see from him as a leading rusher? And is this a running back by committee type of approach for them? Yeah, so that's a really good question. I'm glad you brought that up. So Marquise Crosby, the start running back, was out for this one. Tyree Shelton, uh, a transfer from Miami of Ohio, was slated to be his backup. He got hurt late in fall camp. So he missed this game as well. Charvis Thornton. Uh, a kid that started his career as a defensive back, moved over to running back last year, uh, had a pretty solid year, near 500 yards. He got his first career start, played well, uh, had eight carries, 51 yards. Uh, he went down late in the first quarter, so they were to their fourth, fifth, sixth running back late. Jacob Fields has the late touchdown run to kind of cap it off. So Tech's really thin at the running back position. It sounds like Tyree Shelton uh, has a decent chance He's going to be more of a game time decision. 
it's going to be at the end of the day. Uh, a lot of this game is going to hang my right on. And you kind of broke up there, so can you give us the status of the two starters again um, in terms of what to expect from them this week? Yeah, it, it doesn't sound like Marquise Crosby's going to play. Uh, you know, I, I've seen reports that he's a game-time decision, but he, he hasn't practiced at all, so I, I'd be surprised if he's suited up. Uh, uh, I said Tyrese got to practice yesterday. I know they're anticipating him on practicing again today. Uh, so we'll see where he's at, but obviously you would like to have Shelton back there just knowing that Tarvis Thornton's a 50-50 guy when it comes to playing this week. But, you know, if either one of those guys, Shelton or Thornton's unable to go, it's going to be some true freshmen. Uh, when you talk about Jacob Fields, Keith Willis is a kid out of Houston, uh, the tennis strong ball camp I know they're excited about. But, you know, some of those young guys, and you've seen it, I'm sure, throughout your career, uh, they, they kind of tippy-toe around a little bit, don't necessarily hit holes. Uh, uh, like they're normally accustomed to things out. So uh, it, it's going to be running back by committee in all likelihood for the Bulldogs on Saturday. Hank Bachmeyer, I mean, gets over that you know slow start and the interception. Was he everything kind of from there that, that you know, Bulldogs fans expected bringing him in from, from Boise State? Well, I thought it was. You know, when, when Tech first came out of the tunnel, this quick little story, to see him come out as a team captain, you got to go back to 2016 since Tech's had a quarterback as a team captain. And they've had some good teams during those years. They've had some down teams de- during those years. Uh, but to see that was a breath of fresh air. And I think his leadership uh, really shined throughout the evening. And, you know, you go 34, 44, 333 yards, a touchdown and a pick, the, the numbers – uh, are obviously sufficient to what you wanted to see. But I think there's another level in there for him as well uh, as he continues to get more comfortable uh, in an air raid scheme or a scheme that has a lot of air raid concepts in it uh, as he tries to adjust from playing in a more pro-style system at Boise State. But I think the big thing for Tech is, you know, outside of Smoke Harris, can Cyrus Allen, uh, another kid from New Orleans, can he continue to emerge as a legitimate guy on the outside because – FIU, they stayed in cover two all night. They kind of shadowed him a little bit, and they wanted to force Bogmar to take some check downs and see if Tech could put together 12 to 14 play drives. And like I mentioned, uh, they, they struggled to point put points on the board when they got into plus territory. You look at this defense, Miles Hurd, Cecile uh, Singleton, the two leaders back there in the secondary, but talking with SMU this week, they're very much – you know, concerned about that secondary. They've got some dogs, no pun intended, back back there. Give us a feel for that secondary of what Preston Stone is going to be facing this week. Yeah, I think the secondary is probably the strength of the defense. And, and you and I talked last night on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, you know, much like SMU, it's an entirely revamped defense. It's a lot of transfers, defensive line, transfer starters at linebackers, uh, herds a transfer from SFA where Tech defensive coordinator Scott Power was at previously. So, He's comfortable within the system. Cecil Singleton had the late game-winning interception. Uh, Willie Roberts had a big play early in that game with the pass breakup. And he had four interceptions a season ago, so they feel really good about him at a cornerback spot. Cedric Woods uh, is a kid at a Carroll High School over in Monroe. Uh, I believe he made his 24th career start this past Saturday. So they got a lot of experience on that back end, and they're going to have to trust those guys against a good SMU offense. Uh, that really likes to attack teams down the field. And 
Uh, they're going to, you know, Scott Power, the defensive coordinator, he's going to rely on them to hold up in man coverage as well because hey, he likes to bring a lot of pressure. Brevin Randall up front uh, seems to be leading the way in that in that front seven. What do you see from him, and who are the other guys that are in that mix up top, up front? Yeah, yeah. you, you talk about the linebackers. Brevin Randall's a kid, another SFA transfer, much like Miles Hurd, much like Willie Roberts, uh, the two kids on the back end in the secondary. Uh, I believe he had nine tackles in the opener. He was the Southland Conference Defensive Player of the Year back in 2020. Uh, that's probably the biggest change for this defense from a season ago. They've just gotten – faster, more athletic at the linebacker spot. And he'll, he'll start next to Jeslord Botang, a transfer from Akron, who played really good in week one. And it'll be a 4-2-5 scheme, similar to what SMU likes to do uh, by playing a true nickel as that fifth defensive back. And uh, I think, you know, coming into the year, you talk about the defensive line. Deshaun Hall's a kid that's been in the program forever. He played good in week zero, had a sack, had a big tackle for loss late in the game. But they got to be able to put some pressure on the quarterback and force quarterbacks to get off their spot. I know that'll be one of their key goals uh, for this week, going against a guy like Preston Stone. While he is extremely talented, he, he does lack a little bit in experience. Do, do you sense that the old adage of getting that much better from week one to week two, or in this case, week zero to week one, is, is something that you can see where the holes are and they look a little fixable uh, from week to week? Or, is, or are there some things that – you know, make you pause in terms of, okay, this might be a season-long process of working through some some obstacles? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think they're hoping to take that step forward, you know, week zero to week one, game one to game two, obviously. I think at the same time, um, you know, we'd be lying if we didn't say they're taking a huge step up in competition as well. I mean, there, there's no doubt that SMU uh, has more talent on the field than what FIU did a week ago. And so I think that'll be a really good challenge for Louisiana Tech. And uh, I think the most important thing for them is they want to continue to see this offense progress under Hank Bachmeyer. They want to be able to get some of those running backs back at some point, uh, whether it's this week or later in the year. And then on the defensive side of the ball, like I said, there's so many new faces. They're extremely pleased with how they played against FIU, but they know how big of a challenge this is going to be this week with the Mustangs over in Dallas. You're going to answer some questions for our uh, OnThePonyExpress.com subscribers, but one of them is uh, how do you see this one playing out? And a score prediction for us? Yeah, you know, like I said last night, I think it'll be a high-scoring affair. I think the, the big thing for me, and, you know, you hate to talk too much about the weather, but that's kind of the area of the country that we live in. It's going to be a hot Saturday afternoon. I would imagine both teams are really going to be tested from a depth standpoint. I said last night, I think 42-31. You know, I kind of go back to that 2021 game, and I know there's a lot of new faces for both teams, but SMU was a 12-13 point favorite on the road in Ruston. That was an extremely good college football game. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. I think if Tech's going to be, you know, in the game, have a chance to possibly win in the fourth quarter, there's no doubt they're going to have to get off to a quick start uh, maybe while SMU is trying to. All right. Well, Ben, you cover Louisiana Tech as good as anyone. Thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy the game Saturday in Dallas. Looking forward to uh, these two teams getting together, teams that really aren't too far away from each other. So uh, hoping we have as good of a game as we did 
back in that uh, Hail Mary game, but um, should be a fun, hot one in Dallas. No doubt. Thanks, Billy. I appreciate it. Uh, it's been good speaking with you throughout the week and uh, looking forward to a fun one on Saturday afternoon. Thanks a lot, Ben. There he is, Ben Carlisle, uh, joining us on the Pony Express podcast. Look, uh, sorry for some of the uh, driving uh, deficiencies there when, when you're driving around. Sometimes the cell phone reception isn't great, but you got a good feel for how this Louisiana Tech team looks coming off of that week zero game against FIU. They had to come from behind. They took the lead with 61 seconds left and were able to finish the job and uh, get a win in week zero for Sonny Cumbie and his crew. When it comes to SMU, Rhett Lashley did meet with the media on Wednesday. And the big piece of news, I would say, from that press conference was the status of SMU running back Kamar Wheaton. Kamar Wheaton is going to be suspended for the first game against SMU. And I'm a little surprised by the suspension, but uh, Rhett Lashley did say it's a one-game suspension. He missed some class in the second summer session, and they are holding him accountable. And look, if you look back on Kamar Wheaton's history at SMU, he missed some time in the spring to get academics taken care of. Um, but this is a running back room that has, without a doubt, I think, passed up Kamar Wheaton. You know, you've got Jalen Knight and you've got LJ Johnson, the two transfers that are expected to take a good portion of the carries. And then you have Tyler Levine coming back. And then you have Belton Gardner that just put his head down and went to work this offseason, he trimmed down, uh, looked more explosive in fall camp. And so for SMU, I think Kamar Wheaton is still going to be something where they have to continue to just try and, and keep him moving along in the right direction. Because if you look back on his summer, and I saw him at the beginning, he was you know obviously working out with the team, but wasn't you couldn't really tell how much work he was putting in just because it is shorts, t-shirts, and a weight room. But he added some weight. He added some explosiveness. He worked like he was motivated to get on the field in 2023, knowing that it would be a long road. Now, this week, he was doing some scout team work uh, with S against SMU's defense. That's because he isn't going to play this week, so there's no reason to prep him, quite honestly. Um, but for Kamar Wheaton, it's going to continue to be kind of about you know keeping that carrot in front of him because he's a guy that honestly just has not had great support overall in terms of putting him in the best position to succeed early in life. And now SMU is continuing to help him and work through that. And I don't think, at least in my opinion, he is on the wrong track. I think he is serving a suspension that was a obvious hiccup from the summer. Rhett Lashley didn't mention anything in terms of, you know, he hasn't been going to class so far this semester. So obviously with Kamar Wheaton, you're going to have to, you know, see it to believe it before he really breaks out and become becomes reliable for SMU. But, um, you know, Rhett Lashley holding his players accountable uh, with that piece of news. So SMU will be with just four scholarship running backs against Louisiana Tech. They also have former walk-on or walk-on Zane Miners, uh, who is going to play some special teams, going to do some things for SMU. He's been with the program a while now. Uh, so that was the biggest piece of news coming out of Rhett Lashley's press conference. For SMU, when I look at this game, and I, I see SMU winning 45-20. That's my game prediction for you guys there. To get there, though, SMU has to come out sharp. And here's why. I think a team like Louisiana Tech will, will have to 
really hang around to be motivated in this one. If if you catch my drift, if SMU can jump all over them early and not let them off the mat, that is the recipe for success. But when you look at a team like Louisiana Tech who already has a game under its belt, they know what the uh, all the little kinks that maybe they had to work out um, from a game just management side of things from getting on and off the field, all those things. They've already been in that environment already once in a very competitive game too. And it was a game that for much of it, Louisiana Tech, one, looked like they were going to lose. Two, they did not look that great. So for them, they're going to be motivated to bounce back, going on the road, trying to pick up a win against a team that is heavily favored. You know, I've seen the line at 20 uh, in some places when, when I've looked. Um, and at least as the time of the, at the time of this recording, but for SMU, you've got to find a way to jump all over them because I think if you can jump out to a 14, nothing, 17, nothing type lead, 17, three, that was where FIU is kind of headed, but FIU is a bad football team. They're going to be one of the worst teams in college football in all likelihood this fall. So they didn't have the ability to stay consistent and, and keep that going in the right direction to win the game for SMU. They have the talent, they have the depth to make that happen. And so for SMU, the key to the game this week is jumping out to a big start and playing clean. What SMU can't do is they can't turn the ball over. They can't give Louisiana Tech hope. I know this is a week-to-week thing. You could apply this to anything. But when you're a team going into your first game and another team has one already on the books, that's important. Again, this is an SMU team with a lot of new faces. And look, the culture looks great. The chemistry looks great. The offseason, the fall camp, all those things but they haven't been through a game together yet. And one piece that I think I'm most excited about seeing this weekend in Ford Stadium is this defense. It's a defense that has completely changed the way it looks from a physical standpoint, and they have added a lot of depth and talent. That depth and talent has to come together, though, and play well. And going against a guy like Hank Bachmeyer, who's seen it all, like Rhett Lashley said this week, if you watched it on our YouTube channel, He's gone into uh, Florida State and gotten a win already uh, back when he was at Boise State. There's not going to be really an environment that phases him. So when you have a guy, and we've seen this from time to time over the course of SMU's recent history, especially if an opposing team has a quarterback that can kind of make things go, in the past, it's kind of been, oh boy, all right, here we go. This is going to be a dogfight. Where this SMU team has to establish itself is one, defensively being able to show the strides they've made, they got to get Smoke Harris on the ground. They can't give up extra yards, all of those things that they've been talking a lot about this offseason. Now they got to put it together and make it happen. And so I think in terms of my excitement level, I, I want to see the defense because there's going to be so much to digest from that group. Rhett Lashley's offense, we know what it's going to look like. We know who the guys that they're going to rotate in. We know who the group is, but we got to see it all of course, work together and see what the rotations are actually like. There's going to be a lot to digest on both sides. But in terms of the defense, there's going to be a lot more to take away. And when you go against a quarterback who has had success like Hank Bachmeyer, that's where SMU has a chance to kind of make an early statement and show maybe how this is going to go. Because next week, when they go to Norman, they're going to have to contend with a team that has uh, Jeff Levy, one of the best offensive coordinators in the country, in my opinion, at least pushing the buttons behind that Oklahoma attack. They're going to have to be ready for that against a more talented Oklahoma team than Louisiana Tech, by all means. 
against Louisiana Tech, this defense, I would just like to see fundamental football and and show that what they've been working on since the spring in the offseason, addressing needs, bringing in new players, that will all fit um, together. So for this one, guys, uh, I'm going to keep it pretty simple. We don't have too much to really digest on SMU side. They're fairly healthy. Jaden Jones is a guy that, you know, is cleared on the edge to play. Um, Cam Irvin is a game time decision, Rhett Lashley said, but probably not going to play. Um, and Stefan Wright has been nicked up as well late in fall camp <clears throat> and into the semester. So overall, SMU is pretty healthy right now. So that's a good thing for the Mustangs. We're going to have to see how it all plays out uh, on the field at 11 a.m. against Louisiana Tech. The 2023 SMU season gets going. So going to keep this one relatively short and sweet, but hope you guys enjoy the game. SMU Louisiana Tech, 11 a.m. Be sure to subscribe to OnThePonyExpress.com. Just a dollar for a month to join. You also um, can get 50% off your annual subscription by joining. Um, support our sponsors on the podcast. Uh, all those are in the description in the YouTube link. Um, and catch the game, 11 a.m. on ESPNU. We'll be watching. We'll have our live post-game show from Shug's Bagels. Um, right there in Mockingbird Plaza. So feel free to stop by, say hello, submit a question, do all those things. It's finally here. It's been a long off season, but I hope you guys enjoyed this preview edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. SMU Louisiana Tech, 11 a.m. Saturday. We'll catch you there. Thanks for listening. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope ny or text hope ny in new york